Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Hey, Cricket customers, Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Phone plan streams in standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. Church YouTube, as well as, uh, what else? Periscope. On Periscope. And tonight, uh, I've added the Harvest Church Instagram Live page. So y'all are not used to seeing me on the Harvest Church Instagram Live. What's going on to you all? And, of course, our Uncommon Gospel music radio uh, family. We are so glad to be with you all tonight. As you're coming in, like this video. Tell me where you're watching from. Share this video tonight. Prayer is going to be amazing tonight. What's going on, uh, Harvest Search IG Live? Y'all don't see me uh, over there, but it's so good to be with you. Welcome. Come on in. I see you, Aurora. Come on, go into the chat. Let me know where you are watching from. Go into the chat. Let me know where you are watching from. Let me see you. Where are you watching from? Go right there into the chat. Let me know where you're watching from. Newfoundland, Canada, North Carolina, Aurora. Again, our Uncommon Gospel Radio Network family is with us tonight. Parallel Texas is with us. Texas is with us tonight. Uh, Riverside, California is, is with us tonight. Miami. Come on, Miami. Welcome to Miami. Miami is on with us tonight. We are so excited about that also. Uh, come on in. Denver, I see you. Come on in. Everybody, come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Uh, this prayer is going to be amazing tonight, as it always is. I just need your expectation to be high. I need you to expect that God's going to speak to you tonight. I need you to expect that you're going to get some things done tonight. Can I get you to type on the screen? I'm expecting. Come on, everybody on every platform. Type it on the screen. I'm expecting. I'm expecting. Yes, we certainly are. We're expecting God to move in a powerful uh, way tonight in prayer. Again, do me a favor as you come in and like the video. Tell me where you're watching from. Share this video tonight. <clears throat> prayer gets results. Uh, what's going on, Alabama? Prayer gets results. Um, and so the Bible says the effective fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much, which means uh, anytime we want something to change, change starts with prayer. Can I get you to type that on the screen? Change starts with prayer. If there's any situation, any circumstance in your life, you want it to begin to change. Change starts with prayer. What's up, Tampa? And so that's what we're going to do. Hey, Louisiana, good to see you. Change starts with prayer. And so tonight, as we are praying, I want you to see yourself as bringing change into every situation, into every circumstance that's in your life. Change starts with prayer. If you want to change your marriage, it starts with prayer. Change your finances. It starts with prayer. You want to change what's going on with your children. It starts with prayer. Now, anything you want to change, it begins with prayer. So tonight, we're going to go up tonight. I need y'all to be ready and expecting tonight because we're going to go up. What does that mean? We're going to go up in the spirit tonight. We're going to get some stuff done for you. Uh, uh, so let's move. Father, in Jesus' name, we bless you and we honor you and we thank you. We thank you because you're good. We thank you because you're faithful. We thank you because you're consistent. We thank you because you can be dependent on. You are faithful. You are the God that's faithful to us. You are the God that can be dependent upon. You are the God that never lets us down. You are the God that never fails us. So tonight, as we gather on this plethora of social networks tonight, uh, we've added the Harvest Church Instagram Live, the Bishop Foreman Instagram Live, all of our Facebook pages and YouTube pages, the Harvest Channel, all of these uh, methods tonight. We come to you letting you know that we give you glory. Come on, type them on the screen. We give you glory. That means we give you honor. You are priority in our life. You are first in our life. And we magnify you tonight. That means we make you bigger. We make you bigger than every circumstance. We make you bigger than every situation. We make you bigger than every challenge. We make you bigger than every giant. We make you bigger than every obstacle. 
We make you bigger than what we've been through. We make you bigger than what we are facing. We magnify the Lord. Come on, tap that on the screen. Magnify, magnify. That means I choose to look at you. To magnify the Lord, that means I choose to focus on you. And not to focus on anything going on around me, on anything happening beside me, on anything else, because it does not compare to you. You have no enemies, God, because you have no equals. And so tonight, as we come before you, we come before your throne boldly. First and foremost, asking for forgiveness for all of our sins, those we've committed knowingly and unknowingly, so that as we pray tonight, our prayers are not hindered. So as we pray tonight, you hear us and you respond. As we pray tonight, you will move quickly as we move forward. Your word says in Luke 18 that men ought to always pray and not lose heart, not lose their mind. If I pray all the time, I will never lose my mind. So tonight we come before you in prayer, knowing God that you will hear us and you will respond. In the name of Jesus, let's go further in prayer. Father, not only do we ask you for forgiveness, we ask you for forgiveness for sin. That's the mistakes that we've made. We ask you for forgiveness for transgression. That's the willful deviation that we have done. Well, we knew we should not have done it. Well, we knew we were not supposed to do it, but we did it anyhow. Thank you for being a forgiving God to see past our faults and see to our needs. Come on, y'all, let's pray. Father, thank you that you give us forgiveness and you give us room to grow. You give us time to develop. You give us time to move forward. You give us an opportunity to get it together. You are not a God that throws us away because of our failures. You are not a God that throws us away because we did something dumb. You are not a God that throws us away because of our mistakes. Come on, y'all. I need you to let him know you're grateful. That even in your transgression, he didn't put you in the trash. Come on. Even in your transgression, he did not throw you away. Father, we give you glory and we thank you for that tonight. In Jesus' name. And finally, Father, we pray for forgiveness for our iniquity. Iniquity is generational sin that's passed down and around. Father, forgive us for repeating what we were supposed to be. We declare that from this day forward, we choose to be the curse breakers. Any place in our lives where generational curses have been operating, we choose that uh, to end those tonight in Jesus' name. We are the curse breaker. Type that on the screen. We are the curse breaker. We are the interruption to the dysfunction in our bloodline. We are the history maker in our bloodline. We are the curse breakers in our bloodline. We will not repeat what we were supposed to be. We will not replay what we were supposed to slay. We will not go on the merry-go-round when we were supposed to be the end to that. And in Jesus' name tonight, we say, have your way in prayer tonight. Father, guide our tongues so that our petitions match what it is that you want to do in the earth. Prayer is what gives you permission to move in the earth. Not because you're slack, not because you don't have strength, not because you don't have power, but because your word says whatever we bind on earth, it's bound in heaven, which means change in the earth. It starts in the earth. It goes to heaven and it returns. That's why your word says that your word will not return unto you void. So tonight, God, we thank you and we give you honor that as we pray, we're going to get some stuff done. We expect results. We expect change. And we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, I need everybody on every platform to just type amen right there. Again, guys, as you're coming in, like the video. Tell me where you're watching from. Share the video tonight. We've added the Harvest Church Instagram live tonight uh, just so that we're on every possible platform that we could be on um, that we have for social media. we got the Harvest Channel, all of the different platforms that are available, and prayer is going to be powerful tonight. Do me a favor. If it is your very first time, do me a favor. Do the hand wave emoji or say, it's my first time. Would you type that on the screen? Say, it's my first time. We'll do the hand wave emoji. When you do that, love, what's going on, Chi-Town? We're just going to shoot you some love, let you know we're glad you're on with us tonight for one hour to pray. I encourage you to set aside this time every Monday. Uh, why? Because for most, this is going to be the most amount of time that you pray all week. And of course, let's not forget our Uncommon Gospel Radio Network audience. For most people, this is the most time that you pray all week. And so um, I encourage you to set aside the time so that you can make it mean something. All right, make it mean something. Not only that, when we gather together and we pray corporately, uh, what we're doing is we're going to experience corporate results, corporate results. I see several first timers where it's your first time on IG and all of the other platforms. All right. We are so glad that you're here. We're just going to shoot some love your way just to let you know you're in a safe place. Why do we want to do that? Because there's so many talking heads, especially now 
with church all online now um, and social media, so many people talking. You need to know you're in a safe place. Here's how we pray. I'm going to, we're going to pray. I'm going to give you revelation. We're going to pray. I'm going to give you revelation. For most people, if you grew up in church, here's what you were taught prayer was. You were taught that prayer was you just talk, 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 and then put in Jesus' name, amen, on the other end. That's not prayer. That's a monologue, not a dialogue. Prayer is when God responds. I need you to type that on the screen. He's responding to me and make it personal. He's responding to me. So when we pray tonight, everybody, I need you to understand that God's going to respond to you. Hey, Bahamas. He's going to respond to you. And that's so very important that you understand that. Because if you think that prayer is just you talk it and then you walk away, you miss the response. And can I tell you the most powerful part of prayer is when God responds to you. So you're going to see me do that. We're going to pray. I'm going to give you revelation. Pray. Give a revelation. A couple of other things you're going to see tonight as we're praying is you're also going to see, I'm going to have you type a lot of things on the screen. Why? The Bible says that wherever two agree touching on anything, it shall be done for them. And so what's going to happen as you begin to respond, we're activating the power of agreement. You need some folks in agreement with you. Uh, matter of fact, agreement so powerful that even if you agree on the wrong thing, you'll make that thing manifest. You need some people in agreement with you that the last five, you're going to thrive. Come on, y'all. You need somebody agreeing with you that you are shalom. What does that mean? Nothing is missing and nothing is broken and nothing is lacking and all is well. You need somebody agreeing with you um, that life is improving for you. You need somebody agreeing, agreeing with you that life is going to get better. Be careful. Watch me. Be careful that you don't have the wrong type of agreement with you. I want to cover this in prayer. Um, the Bible talks about how Mary and Martha, they were mourning over the death of their brother uh, Lazarus. And as they were mourning over the death uh, of their brother Lazarus, Jesus shows up and, and one goes up to one of the sisters goes up to Jesus and said, God, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. But I still know that he's going to get up in the great resurrection. And Jesus said, no, he's going to get up before that. He says, oh, yes, I know he's going to get up in the resurrection. And the Bible says that they had these mourners that were there that were mourning with them. And here's what they said to the sisters. In this Jesus, if he's supposed to be a savior, why did he let their brother die? And I need some of you to be careful that you don't have the wrong type of agreement in your life. Uh, I want you to pray. We're about to pray right now. Cover your circle. Some of you got to be careful that you got Christians that are in your circle that are cancerous. I'm going to say it again. You can have Christians that are in your circle that are cancerous. What do you mean, Bishop? They are around you, but they are agreeing with a mess. They are speaking mess into your life. They're getting you to question God. They're getting you to question God's word. They're getting you to question what God has said and what God is doing. And so you got to be careful that you don't have a Christian in your circle that's a cancer. Let's cover that in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray that there would be no cancerous Christians or cancerous people, period, in our circle. And in Jesus' name, we decree and we declare that our circle is filled with those that will agree with what you say. Our circle is filled with those that will agree with what your word says. We cover everybody's circle tonight. I need you to type that on the screen. My circle, my circle. If that circle is friends, if that circle is family members, if that circle is relatives, tonight, in the name of Jesus, we cover your circle. And we pray that you would be able to quickly identify the cancers. Let's talk. We pray that you will be able to quickly identify those that have come to agree with you, but to agree with you concerning mess. I pray that your circle would fortify your faith. I pray that your circle would speak life into your life. I pray that your circle would have the ability to check you when you're off, but use the word as the foundation. I pray your circle will be mighty men and women that lift you up and build you up as you move in the things that God has ordained. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Can I just get everybody to type on the screen, my circle. Come on, put that on the screen. My, my circle. Come on, my circle. Your circle is... Because your circle is two things. Your circle represents what you believe about you. Your circle also represents where you're headed. And for some of you, you have got to be careful that your circle doesn't represent your past and does not represent your future. You got to be careful that your circle doesn't represent mess and doesn't represent the bless that is on you. All right. Your circle is so very important. All right. Listen, so you're going to have me, you're going to see me have you type a lot of things on the screen because we're activating the power of agreement. And the Bible says if two or three touch agree anything, we're digital right now and we're physical distancing, right? So we're using social media 
That's our agreement. The second thing you're going to hear me do a lot in prayer is you're going to have me uh, have you to say things out of your mouth. Why do you have us to do that, Bishop? Because the Bible says life and death are in the power of the what? Of the tongue and they that love it shall eat its fruit, which means whatever you love to say, that's what you're going to see. So here's what I want to cover in prayer. Can we be honest? How many of you be honest? Do the hand wave, uh, hand wave emoji if this applies to you. That if you're honest, be for real honest right now, just for real honest. Um, how many of you be honest that sometimes it's easier and almost more pleasurable to talk negative? Come on, let's just be honest. Do the hand wave emoji. Do the hand wave emoji. If you can be honest that sometimes it's easier and sometimes almost more pleasurable to talk negative. It's easier and sometimes more pleasurable to talk negative. For many people, that's the facts. For many people, it's easier and it's more pleasurable sometimes to talk negative. And I want to challenge you to make sure, hear me, to make sure um, that you are keeping yourself in a place. Because the Bible says, whatever you love, they that love it shall eat its fruit. Which means whatever you love to speak, that's the fruit you're going to eat. I'm going to back that thing up. Whatever you love to eat, uh, well, love to speak, excuse me, that's the fruit you're going to eat. So for some of you, you love to talk negative. So you keep eating negative fruit. They that love it shall eat its fruit. Can I get a few of you to type that scripture on the screen? Proverbs 18, 21. Whatever you love to speak, that's the fruit you're going to eat. Father, eat. Father, in Jesus' name, give us, watch this, pleasure and speaking positive and not just speaking positive, but speaking your word. Give us pleasure in saying what you say about it. Give us pleasure in speaking your word. Come on, y'all. Give us pleasure in saying what you say, God. Forgive us for uh, 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 loving the taste of negative words. For loving the taste of being of gossip, for loving the taste of speaking negatively, for loving the taste of saying things that we ought not say. Father, forgive us. They that love it shall eat its fruit. Father, we decree and declare by faith tonight in Jesus' name that the fruit that we eat will be fruit of your word. You said that if we were willing and obedient, we would eat the what? The good of the land. So, Father, change our taste. Come on. Say my taste, my taste. Type that on the screen. Change our taste so that we desire to speak your word about situations. Change our taste so that we desire to say what you say about situations. Change our taste so that we have a desire to speak what you say. Change our taste tonight in Jesus' name. Can I get everybody everywhere to type amen right there? Whatever you love to speak, that's what you're going to eat. All right, so the prayers of him, life and death and the power of the tongue, they that love it shall eat its fruit. So whatever I love to speak, that's what I'm going to eat. You got to be careful that you don't love to speak mess because you're going to eat mess. You got to be careful that you don't love to eat drama or speak drama because you're going to eat drama. Put a few things on the screen, guys, where you know it's something that you have loved to speak, but you got to change your taste effective immediately. Type that on the screen where it's stuff you have eaten uh, or you love to speak. But but you already know you got to change that tonight. Type a few things on the screen. Type a few things on the screen. Come on, every platform where, where there's stuff you love to speak it, but you don't want to eat that no more. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right. You love to speak it, but you don't want to eat it. Type a few things on the screen. I'm waiting. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. Uh, it, I'm not good enough. Come on. Uh, negative customers. Come on. Come on. Keep telling it. Uh, shut that hurt down now. In Jesus name. My literal feelings. All right. Come on. Uh, uh, agree with other people as they're complaining. Wow. Wow. Come on. Depression and low self-esteem. What am I typing? You're typing things that you love to speak, but you don't want to eat. All right. All right. Me being able to go out freely. Wow. Come on. Complaining. I almost slapped. <laughs> I almost slapped him to sleep. My God, that's a hard slap. Complaining. All right. Here's the deal. What you have to pray for is that God changes the taste of what comes out of your mouth. Um, I used to eat dessert all the time. For those of you who don't know, I've lost 95 pounds, 95 pounds. I did it all natural, changing how I eat. I did a blog about it years ago. You can go read my blog, um, uh, go to the um, go to our app and click to read my blog and you can see how I did it. I literally tell you what I did. I think there's a couple products on there I don't mention um, that were vitamins, all natural things that I use, but um, vitamins and, uh, uh, and, and an algae that I use. But listen, guys. 95 pounds. Can y'all just celebrate with me for them 95? Come on, 95. 
I lost 95 pounds, the first 75 pounds I lost in four months. And I didn't even know that I was losing the weight because we were casual all that year or all that time. And then I went to go uh, teach a leadership session. I went to go teach a leadership session. Um, the adjutant that was with me, he brought out the suit because it was a professional environment. He brought out the suit. I started to put the suit on. I said, man, you didn't brought me somebody else's suit. And he had one that looked just like it. I said, you didn't gave me your suit. I said, come on, get it together. But I didn't even know I put the suit on. The suit was hanging off. It was my suit. It was hanging off of, uh, hanging off of me. And why am I telling you that story? Um, because I used to love to eat dessert. Are there any other dessert lovers on prayer tonight? Any other dessert lovers on prayer? Um, right now, don't eat after six, too. I do not eat after six. I, I'm done eating. Uh, any other dessert lovers on prayer? Hey, Brazil, any other dirt lovers? Dirt. I mean, dessert. Excuse me. Dessert lovers. I see your hands. I loved it. I would have dessert for breakfast. I would have dessert with lunch. I would have dessert with dinner. Let me tell you something. I had dessert all the time. I love dessert. Chili's had this dessert. All right, you ready? There's two places. I'm going to tell you some secrets. Don't tell my secrets. I'm like the Kalisha Keys. Um, Chili's had this. Uh, Chili's had this dessert. It was called a paradise pie, and that thing was this little brownie thing with coconut in it and chocolate and all kind of thing. And they put caramel sauce on it and chocolate sauce and ice cream and whipped cream. Glory to God. Come on. That was amazing. And then Chili's got rid of it. So I found this new place. This new place had this brownie. And this brownie, it wasn't a traditional chocolate brownie. It was a white chocolate brownie. And this brownie was so... Um, do you hear me? Do you hear me talking to you? This brownie was amazing. And I would have the whole thing. People would be like, let me get some. They'd be like, you need to get your own. All right? Because this here, this whole thing... Is mine, all right? You may have had it once, but I got it all the time. This is mine, all right? I said, this is mine. I would have dessert all the time. When I began to lose weight, can I be honest with you? One of the things I had to do was change my taste so that I did not crave sugar. Because one of my weaknesses was sugar. Because what sugar does is sugar acts like a drug. And sugar will, watch me, it will sometimes anesthetize you to what you're going through. Have you heard of a sugar high? Why do they call it a sugar high? Because it literally anesthetizes you to what you're facing so that you literally get, it's like getting high, right? Here's the deal. I had to change my taste. I need y'all to catch me what I'm going, where I'm going with this tonight. For many of you, hear me, what your challenge has been in life is that your taste has not changed, so your actions have not changed. Your taste in your words haven't changed. Watch me. Your taste in people hasn't changed. Let's go. Your taste in situations hasn't changed. And I need you to uh, put this on the screen. My taste is improving. See, you ever looked at somebody and said, they got good taste in stuff. They have good taste in shoes or good taste in clothes or good taste in this or good taste in music. What does that mean? It means it's refined. That means it's better. That means it's, 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 it's a higher level. And for some of you, hear me, your relationships are the way they are because that's what you have a taste for. Let's go. Your family is the way it is because that's what you have a taste for. Right? And so what we got to do, the Bible says, they that love it shall eat its fruit. He says, whatever you speak, that's what you're going to eat. If you love the taste of negative words, you're going to see them in your life. Can you put on the screen some areas? Come on, y'all. We're about to cover this in prayer. Can you put, somebody said me and desserts have a divine fellowship. Listen, can you put on the screen some areas where your taste needs to improve? Is it in who you date? Is it in your friends? Is it in the music you listen to? Come on, y'all. What is it? Type that on the screen. Type that on the screen. What needs to change about your taste? This is the first thing. Well, we covered several things in prayer already tonight, but I want to deal with your taste. For some of you, you literally have a taste for what kills you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me now. You literally have a taste. You're like Samson. You have a taste for Delilah's. Delilah's name in Hebrew means one who weakens or makes poor. You have a taste for what makes you poor. You have a taste for what weakens you. Ooh, but tonight, we're about to cover that thing in prayer tonight. Your taste is about to improve. People going to look at you and watch me and they're going to say, man, you changed so quickly. You know why? Because was, it was easy for me to change my results if I changed my taste. When I stopped eating that sugar like that, when I stopped eating that fast food like that, weight fell off of me. For years, I had struggled. Y'all better hear this testimony. For years, I had struggled um, to get the weight off of me. I would go on P90X. I would do the Tabo. I would do this. I would do that. I would do this. I did protein power. I, then I did uh, uh, carbo. What's the thing? Um... Carb, 
the carbohydrate one, the, um, whatever the other one, um, uh, Dr. Atkins, I did Atkins. I did all of this stuff. I struggled until my taste changed. Shut up. I could get up and run. I struggled until my taste changed. And for some of you tonight, you keep attacking the fruit, but you've not dealt with the root. And the root is what's you, what you have a taste for. Not just literally, but spiritually, emotionally. I see you got it on the screen. The way I dress, exercise, cigarettes. Come on, get it on the screen. Relationships, your circle. All right. Some of y'all are filet mignon and you, and, and you are hanging out with uh, you, you are hanging out with mm, hamburgers. Huh? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Y'all ready to cover this thing in prayer? Father, in Jesus name, we cover the taste, the areas we've typed on the screen. We attack those in prayer and we pray that what we have a taste for would line up with what you desire for us. Your word says that you would give us the desires of our heart. That means our mind. If we delight ourselves in you, if we delight ourselves in you, Jesus, if we delight ourselves in you. So tonight, God, we make it clear that we delight ourselves in what you desire for us, which means we have a taste for what you want for us, a taste of what you want for us in our family. A taste for what you want for us in our finances. A taste for what you want for us in dating. A taste of what you want for us in our marriages. A taste for what you want for us in our friendships. We want what you desire. Give us a taste to go after what you desire for us. We delight ourselves in you. In Jesus' name, Father, we declare that not only we have a taste for it, that's what we'll be attracted to. Come on, y'all, let's pray. That's what we'll be attracted to. That's what we will be drawn to. I rebuke us being attracted to projects. Head by shot. I rebuke us being drawn to things that are not good for us. I rebuke us being drawn to leeches. I rebuke us being drawn to Delilah's. Those that weaken and make poor. I rebuke us being drawn to the lots that are in our bloodline. Abraham had a nephew named Lot. And Lot's name means hidden motives. I rebuke us being drawn to hidden motives, being drawn to people that we think we can fix. Come on, Father, we rebuke those tastes and we shut those down. We don't have a desire for it. We don't have a taste for it. We don't have an attraction for it. We don't have a desire for it. We don't have a taste for it. We don't have an attraction for it. Matter of fact, when we see it coming, we'll spit it out. We'll spit it out. And we won't even allow it. We won't entertain conversation. We won't entertain drama. We won't entertain mess. We won't even let it get close to us because we don't have a taste for it. In the last five months of this year, God, we don't have a taste for mess. We don't have a taste for drama. We don't have a taste for people wasting time. I need y'all to type on this screen. Yes, Lord. We do not have a taste for people that are in our lives to distract us. We don't have a taste for people that are in our lives that are trying to get us off of what you ordain. We don't have a taste for being unfaithful to you. We don't have a taste for not putting you first in our time. We don't have a taste for not putting you first in our treasure. That's faithfully giving to you. We don't have a taste for not putting you first in our talent. That's using our gifts and skills to serve and build your church. We don't have a taste for not putting you first in our thirst. That's our prayer, praise, and worship. We don't have a taste for not putting you first in our testimony. That's inviting other people to church. We don't have a taste to not keep you first. And Jesus, we're not even attracted to it. It's disgusting to us. Come on, y'all, let's pray. It's repulsive to us. In Jesus' name, we pray. I need y'all to put amen on this screen. My God, we finna pray tonight, y'all. I told you, I, oh my God, it's already 7.30. Jesus, prayer moves so fast. All right. Um, listen, if you're just coming in on all of the different platforms, I need you to like this video and you to tell me where you're watching from. And I need you to share this video tonight. What happens when you share? When you share, you're acting as a digital missionary, guys. You're using your life to change the lives of other people. All right. So when you share it, you're you're helping reach other people for God's glory. On Instagram, you can click the button and send it to people. Guys, don't send it to me. Sometimes on Instagram prayer, y'all are sending me my live. I know I'm live. I need y'all to send it to somebody else. All right. I appreciate you. Just send it to other people. All right. We've added the Harvest Search Instagram. What's going on, y'all? So I'm back to three cameras. I'm back to three cameras now. I got it down to one. Then went back to two. Now I'm back to three and a laptop. I got four cameras. It's a whole setup in here. Do you hear me? Hey, West Virginia, Washington, D.C. What's going on? Livermore, California, Brazil. It's so good to see you guys. Listen, I want to I wanna move forward as we move in prayer to cover a couple of things. Before we do that, a couple of quick things. If you don't have our app, get it. 
It's the best way to stay connected to all things Harvest. There's free messages, music, and more. There's so many great resources in our app. It's totally free. All you got to do is text the word Harvest to 59769. Can I get you? Hey, South Africa. Can I get you? Charleston, South Carolina. Can I get you? To type a few of you to type that on every platform. Can I ask you all to do that every platform? To just a few of you type it on there. Text Harvest to 59769. You can get our free mobile app that way. You can stay connected to all of the messages, all right? That's the main thing. The main thing is the word because the word is what's going to bring change into your life. The word is what's going to bring results in your life. The word is how you're going to see things begin to move in a great way in your life, all right? So can I get a few of you to type that on every platform uh, so that we can move in that? Hey, Houston H-Town, give me some good love. Listen, um, so that's number one. Um, we are in this series at Harvest called Summer Playlist. We've done two songs so far. The first song uh, was Can You Stand the Rain? Oh, my goodness. How many of y'all, that word bless you? Can you stand the rain? It was amazing, right? Because what we learned is the same thing that causes growth is the same thing that causes grief. The same thing that causes manifestation is the same thing that causes a muddy mess. Let's just hit that in prayer. I pray that you don't abort it because you're only seeing one side of it. Oh, my God. I pray that you don't abort it because you're only seeing one side of it. Um, if you only see the mud, you'll miss what manifested. If you only see the grief, you will miss the growth. I have been so guilty. Of and remember, in the Bible, rain represents what? Success. Can I just get you to type this on, your, uh, on the screen about your life? Say, it's raining in my life. It's rain. Rain in the scriptures and agriculture, said it was a sign of God's favor. And rain meant that um, not only was it a sign of God's favor, it was a sign of success. So if it was raining in your life, it was successful. At the same time, that rain is going to take that dirt and make it mud. That rain, and remember we covered this in prayer, that rain is going to take uh, what's there to bring growth. Got it? The crop doesn't grow without the rain. But then guess what that means? That also means that there's going to be thorns. That also means there's going to be all these things. I need you to type that. Now, if you don't want success, do not type it's raining in my life. All right. If you're on the Harvest channel, there is no chat, so you can't type it. So just say it. All right. All right. I forgot to welcome all of those watching on the Harvest channel, which is our own thing in our website now. So you can watch it that way, too. All right. So I want to pray that you don't let the rain cause you regret. Please hear me. I want to pray that you don't let the rain cause you regret. Because for some of you, when it starts raining, you begin to regret, watch me, and resent success. And I need you to hear me. Losing is easy because it doesn't require you to deal with what comes with the rain. Success is more difficult. Success is more difficult because it requires you to deal with the rain. And what did I teach you? The Bible says God always leads us into triumph, which means God says, I'm always making it rain in your life. And God says, you need to learn how to deal with it. You need to get used to being talked about. So what? That's their problem with you. It's not your problem with yourself. I need somebody to put amen right there. You need to get used to people making up stuff about you. If they're making up stuff about you, you know what that means? There was nothing bad they could find about you. I'm going to spin. I'm going to spin. I'm going to spin. Show sure did. If they are making up stuff about you, that means there was nothing bad they could find about you. So all they could do was come up with some mess. I need you to celebrate the fact that you're that important. They thought that long to come up with some mess. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. If, if you, you got to deal with what comes with success, he always leads us into triumph. And what does the word of the Lord say? Revelation 5.10, he makes us kings and priests. That means spiritual and successful. If you grew up in church, you were often taught you could have either or, but you couldn't have both. That's a lie. I need for those of you who were taught that, say that's a lie. If you were taught that to be spiritual, you couldn't be successful, or to be successful, you couldn't be spiritual. Like there were separate kings and separate priests. That's not Bible. In the Bible, we are read Revelation 1, 6, Revelation 5, 10. We are both kings and priests. I am both of them at the same time. Both of them at the same time. Bishop, where does that come from? It comes from Genesis. There's a man named Melchizedek. That's the priest. He was a high priest and the king of Salem. He was a king and a priest. Guess who Jesus' priesthood is after? Melchizedek, not Aaron. For those of you from my Bible scholars. Got it? So for all my Bible scholars, the reason Jesus' priesthood is after the order of Melchizedek and not after the order of Aaron is because Aaron was only spiritual. He was not also simultaneously successful. Melchizedek, he was both spiritual and successful. 
I want to cover that you don't let your reign make you resent it or regret it. Father, in Jesus' name, forgive us for resenting and forgive us for regretting. I keep it at my table. Forgive us for regenti- uh, uh, re- resenting and regretting success. Forgive us for resenting and regretting rain. Your favor, it is like rain. Forgive us for resenting it because of what came with the rain. Forgive us for even considering stopping what you called us to do because of the rain that comes with it. Forgive us, Father. The bigger you have, the more problems you have. The the larger you grow, the more issues you have. The more influential you are, the more haters you have. The more you're used by God, the more you are hated by certain men. This is the way it is. So in Jesus' name, Father, we will not resent the rain. We will not regret the rain. We will not resent the rain. We will not regret the rain, but in Jesus' name, we decree and declare we can stand the rain. We can stand the rain. We can deal with what comes with success. You've been preparing us. You've been training us. You have been getting us ready so that we would be able to move in the things you have ordained. We are kings and priests. Forgive us for complaining to grow our business, and so you did, and now you got to deal with a messy customer. Forgive us for praying to be successful, and now your bills increase, your taxes increase. Come on, y'all. Now you need lawyers. Now you need attorneys. Now you got to have teams to do things. You can't do everything by yourself. This comes with the rain. Come on, y'all. You prayed that your spiritual gifts should be used by God. And now that they're used by God, you feel used, but you're not being used. God is simply giving you what you prayed for. Forgive us for resenting and regretting what comes with the rain. We are ready for the rain. We are walking in the rain. It's raining. I need somebody to type it on the screen. It's raining. It's raining. It's raining. It's raining. This is why you keep clapping because I can't get, well, I'll get up in a minute. I'll see. It's raining. It is raining. It is raining. It is raining. Something happened last week. It was very frustrating. I was so frustrated. You better hear me. I was so frustrated. I could have just spit. All right. I was so frustrated. I looked at one of the guys around me. I said, it's raining. I said, that's all it is. It's raining. This comes with the rain. This comes with the rain. It's raining. It comes with the rain. But if I got rain, baby, I got favor. And what's favor? Favor is better than money. Why? Money can buy you a doctor favor or get you help. But everybody on here, when you beat coronavirus, let me tell you what you had, baby. You had some rain in your life. I'm blah, 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 shit. You had some rain in your life. You had some favor in your life. You would never know he could heal you until you were lying in the midst of what killed other folk. Y'all better hear me. You would never know he had the power to get you through it until you were in it. And I need you to be grateful. Come on here. I need you to be grateful that he showed you favor. Are you hearing me? Glory to God. Listen, guys, if you're just coming in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from and share this video tonight. Or if you grew up old school church on tonight, who grew up old school church, but they didn't say tonight or today. It was on tonight, on today, like everything was on. They added the word on to everything. Um, Listen, (laughs) make sure you guys share this. Make sure you share it, all right? We got to get prayer to many people as possible. I want to move. I want to move in this because I started talking about where we started. And then yesterday, I introduced a song to you that many of you probably would not even think I would know. Um, And actually, I did know until I was doing my research for the series. Uh, It's a song called Gaslighter. 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 Um, and we began to talk about um, you being the curse breaker. Now, I gave you some homework. Before I move into the next thing we're going to cover in prayer, please go watch that message. Um, go watch that message. Um, you can get it in our app. Normally, it's available for you. Um, the selected one's available for you right after church on Sunday. I'm going to be ready for you uh, later on this evening, all right? I'm moving some things around and we're changing some things around uh, as we move forward. Um, so it'll be available for you tonight to be able to get the podcast. So it'll be out tonight. But until then, you can look on YouTube and, and Facebook and all of that. And you can go look at the Harvest channel on our website and you can see it there too. Uh, it's time for change. Amen. Um, somebody said I did my homework right after church. Come on. I see y'all doing that. So I gave you homework. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, please go watch the message. Please go watch the message, um, Gaslighter, because I gave you some homework. 
Somebody said the whole 1115 experience was wild. Listen, both of them were there amazing. My selection from yesterday, I pick one of them, and that's the one that goes to podcast every Sunday. So yesterday's was the 915. If you all, I encourage you on Sunday to watch both. Um, let me tell you why. It's because the Lord moves. The content's virtually the same, but if you've ever watched both, you will notice that the Lord says that thing very differently uh, in each experience. Um, the content's the same, but the way the Lord brings it, he brings it differently. So I encourage you on Sundays, if you can watch both, watch both. Of course, my dream team, you, you, uh, you should be with me on, on both of them. But I gave you some homework, and, um, and I'm going to move to that in a minute. But I want to cover, for those of you that are not familiar, can I get a few of you to type this on the screen? Gaslighter, gaslighter. The group is, uh, they're called the Dixie Ticks, but from what I understand, they're going to be changing their name because of the um, the racist history of the word Dixie, from what I understand. I, I haven't researched that independently, so I don't know that to be true. That's what I was, that was communicated to me, so I don't know that, if that's true or not. Um, but a gaslighter is a manipulator that gets another to question their own reality, memory, or perception, and not question the motives nor actions of the gaslighter. There's a lot of that happening in America. This term gaslighter is actually a psychological term. So it's not just a pop culture um, nomenclature. But it's a psychological term because it is a specific type. Hear me. It's a specific type of manipulation where the manipulator essentially sets you on fire. Right. A gaslighter. What they do is they get you to question reality. They get you to question memory. They get you to question perception. So let me give you an example of a gaslighter. Everybody sees this screen behind me? Everybody see it? Everybody see how it's white? It has the Harvest Church logo. So here's what a gaslighter will do. All right, so I just turned it off. Uh, okay, it just went off. So a gaslighter will say, so you'll say, you know what, that TV, you know, that TV is off. Here's what a gaslighter will do. What are you talking about? You're crazy. There, there's, there was no, there's no logo on the TV. What are you talking about? The TV was just white. There's no white TV. What are you talking about? The TV is black, and everyone who says anything else, it's a hoax. It's a lie. It's not true. Folks, believe me, what I'm saying is true, not what everybody else is telling you. Believe me. And lots of people are telling me that the screen is black, and the screen has always been black. Y'all better talk to me tonight. That's what a gaslighter does. That's what a gaslighter does. Right, okay. And so now, now you sit there thinking like, hmm, maybe it was white. Maybe, you know what? Maybe it was this way the whole time. I, and then here's the deal. A gaslighter always has a motive. They always have an agenda because it's a, it's a, very, it's a very skilled type of manipulation. Here's what I'm going to do. I want to pray that if there's any gaslighters, because some of y'all's gaslighters have your last name. Got it? Some of your gaslighters in your life, they, they have your last name. They're in your family. Um, they're your friends. All right. And I want to pray that your gaslighters, that your gaslighters, that you would, that you would find them and you would shut that down. Because many of you, watch me, you have literally had people to get you to question reality, memory or perception. And it is all based on manipulation, manipulation. And I need you to type this on the screen. I will not be gaslit. I need you to type that on the screen. I will not be gaslit. I will not be. I will not be. A gaslighter, let me give you an example in ministry. So as a pap and a, you know, as a pastor and, and now bishop, um, past senior pastor 14 years, bishop November will be 14 years, November 4th. Um, and then in ministry, uh, I think August, it's either August or September, October. I think it's October is 23 years in ministry, um, doing a variety of different things in ministry. But listen to me, um, one of the things that I have noticed, can I be honest with you? So sometimes people will even try to gaslight leaders, right? So they will not do what is necessary or what needs to be done. And then here's what they'll say. But I'm with you. And for you to even question me, I can't believe you question me. Well, I'm questioning what you did because your action is your action is questionable. A gaslighter, look at me, a gaslighter will get angry when you question questionable items. When you question questionable actions. When you say, wait a minute. Your actions don't make no sense. A gaslighter will then try to come back and say something different than the way it's been. Based on that, how many, how many of you, do the hand with emoji, you've ever been gaslit? How many of you have ever been gaslit? How many of you have ever been gaslit? All right? You got to be careful um, because the very nature of the word suggests I got to get close enough to you to, to light you on fire. 
You're never, you're normally not gaslit by an enemy. You're normally gaslit by somebody close to you. All right. So father in Jesus name, we pray that you would shut down every gas lighter. Oh God. That's around us. How do you shut them down, Lord? Let us see clearly who they are and what they are and what's going on. I keep hitting this table. Let us see clearly who they are and what they are and what they are trying to do. And Father, we shut down their manipulative tactics. The Bible says that witchcraft is the sin of rebellion. What does that mean? Watch me. Manipulation is the sin of rebellion. The Bible says, suffer not a witch to live. Suffer not a gas lighter to live. When you are operating in manipulation, you are operating in witchcraft. And the Bible says that a witch should not be suffered to live. So, Father, we shut down the gas lighters that are in uh, organizations. If you're a business owner, just type my business. We shut down the gas lighters in your business. If you're a pastor, type down my church. Somebody type my church for me. We shut down uh, gas lighters in leadership positions in church. We shut down gas lighters that are friends. We shut down gas lighters that are family. We shut down every gas lighter and we suffer not a witch to live. We suffer not a gaslighter to live. Come on, y'all. We suffer not someone that is trying to set us on fire to live. What does that mean? That they don't get to do that to us. They don't get to do that to us. They don't get to do that to us. We pray that we would see clearly their motives. We would see clearly their tactics. And we would shut it down because everything we do, God, we want to do it unto the glory of God. And it's in Jesus name. Can I get your? Oh, 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 wait a minute. We shut down the gas lighters. I just heard this one for somebody. Your gas lighters are your high school friends. You better be careful because they're trying to set you on fire. Whoever just had an issue with somebody you went to school with, I need you to just do the hand with the emoji because the Lord wanted to specifically speak to you. And tell you what they are tonight, just so that you ain't even confused. He just answered you direct. Let's move. Um, there's a line in the song, a line in the song, in the chorus of the song. We're about to cover this in prayer. We got a couple more things, and then I'm gonna have you put your prayer request on the screen in a moment. So stick with me. Don't oh, let me forget. All right. The song says this: gaslighter, denier, doing anything to get yourself. They say another word. I'm not gonna say it. To get yourself farther. Gaslighter, big timer. Here it is right here. Repeating all the mistakes of your father. And here's what I said to us in the message yesterday. Don't repeat what you're supposed to beat. Don't repeat what you are supposed to beat. And I began to teach you yesterday. There are three primary forms of sin in the Bible. Somebody type this on the screen. The first is sin. That's why when you hear me pray at the beginning for forgiveness, I list these three things. Why? Because this say, Lord, forgive me for all my sins. Um, well, there are three primary forms of sin, all right? That's like, um, if, you, if you're not specific with them, it's kind of like saying, Lord, I just thank you for my crayons. Well, what type of crayon? Is it blue? Is it red? Is it orange? Is it yellow? Sin means to make a mistake. Second is transgression. Can I get a few of you? To type that on every platform. Transgression. Transgression means to willfully deviate from what you know to be truthful. So transgression is don't touch that remote and you grab the remote. Sin is I, I didn't even know I was not supposed to touch the remote. <laughs> I didn't even know I was not supposed to touch the remote. Right. But I touched the remote and now I have made a mistake. I missed the mark. That's what sin means. It's an archery term. I missed the mark. Transgressive means I knew exactly I wasn't supposed to touch that remote, and I touched that remote anyhow because I'm grown and I'm gonna do what I want to do. That's transgression. Got it. Here's the third type of sin: iniquity. And iniquity, more often than not in the scripture, it means this: it's to perpetuate generational sin and transgression, passing it down and around. Iniquity produces a generational curse. Um, and so whenever you are praying, can I be honest with you? How many of us can be honest that we've done all three? Everybody on here, we've done all three. Come on, my first, my hand's the first hand up. Three, all three of them. Trace amigos, all right? I've done all three. But, but when we go further, here's where this thing gets deadly. It gets deadly here because generational curses are destructive patterns of your behavior that are passed down and around. 
There are things that have been given to you. The Bible says the iniquity of the fathers visits to the third and the fourth generations. Which means everybody watching me, you are dealing with 150 to 400 years of generational baggage and chains. You are often struggling to figure you out because you got the stuff that's been passed down and around from other people. So here's what I want to cover in prayer. I want to cover in prayer um, the homework that I gave you in Sunday's message. Please go watch it so you can do it. Um, and, and I'm going to tell you why in a moment. And then we're going to get your prayer request and we're out of here. You are the curse breaker. Say that. I'm the curse breaker. Everybody, I don't care how great your bloodline was. I don't care how great your family was. I don't care how great mama them was. I don't care how great daddy them was. Everybody has iniquity in their bloodline. And everybody has some form of a generational curse that's operating in their bloodline. Everybody does. All right. Um, and, and I could take you through that. I won't for the sake of time. Everybody does. The danger is in thinking that this type of teaching and this type of word doesn't apply to you. That means your curse is one of the worst of them all. And that's a lack of self-awareness. It's called pride. All right. It's a curse breaker. Let me give you some examples of generational curses. They're listed in Deuteronomy 28. Can I get y'all to put that on the screen? We're about to cover it in prayer. I just want to make sure I, 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 again, we pray. I give you a revelation. We pray. I give you a revelation. Deuteronomy 28. Here's a, here's some of the generational curses. Um, this is not an exhaustive list. I encourage you to go read Deuteronomy 28 and in Deuteronomy 28, you'll see it. But here it is. A victim mentality, constant lack. Listen to me. If you are always lacking, that is a curse. That is not God's desire for you. If you think you're a victim, that is a curse. That is not God's desire for you. Repeated emotional breakdowns. If you're having a breakdown every couple of weeks, that is a curse that needs to be broken. Confusion over what should be simple. You're sitting up confused over what's supposed to be simple. That's a curse. And as I call these things out, if it, if it applies to you, just say, I'm breaking it. Or just say, break it, break it. Just type that, break it, break it. Come on, y'all, let's go. All right. Repeated emotional breakdowns, confusion over what should be simple, chronic fear. What's the difference between chronic fear? Chronic fear means you are always in a state of analysis, which keeps you in a state of paralysis. You never do anything because you're scared of everything. All right. If I'm calling out your stuff, I just need you to type break it on the screen because that's what you're going to do. All right. All right. Repeated sickness, meaning you always there's always some type of ailment as it relates to your health. And it's not God's will. All right? Never succeeding at anything. You weren't good at the cashier station. You ain't good at the fries. You ain't good in the back office. You're not good cleaning the table. Nothing ever works. And you keep blaming on them. Well, I'm called to be an entrepreneur. But if you're not a good follower, you will not be a good leader. It's quiet right there. Never succeeding at anything. Life barrenness. Sexual and reproductive issues. Chronic marriage and family problems. Financial insufficiency. Come on, if I'm calling out something that applies to you, just type break it on the screen. Financial insufficiency, being accident prone, unnatural deaths, children marrying their destruction. Part of the curse was that God says, I will give them up to somebody that's going to take them down. Oh, my God. Being taken advantage of weak and passive men and overbearing women. Now, that's not even the full list. But if any of that applied to you, I need you to type break it on the screen. Break it, 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 break it. That's what you're called to do. All right. And that's not an exhaustive list. That's just some of the, I don't want to use the term highlights, but some of just the top things. Now, listen, those are all curses. What should it curse? It's an empowerment to fail. And God has called for you and I to break those. Here's what I want to cover. I want to cover that you would be able to behold it so you can break it. You cannot break what you cannot behold. You cannot conquer what you will not confront. Y'all ready to cover it in prayer? Let's go. Father, in Jesus' name, show us clearly every area. Come on, y'all, where there is a generational curse active in our lives. Show us clearly where there is an empowerment to fail operating in our lives. Let us behold it so we can break it. Allow us to confront it so we can conquer it. Allow us to see it so we can seize it. You have called for us to be the interruption to the dysfunction in our bloodline, to be the curse breakers in our bloodline. And we declare tonight by faith that that's what we are going to do. That's who we are. And that's what we're going to do. And we thank you for it now. In Jesus name. Amen. Now, listen, 
Um, I gave you this scripture and it's in the message and I spent the most of the time in this message. Numbers 14, 18. The Lord is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. That means he's merciful. Forgiving iniquity and transgression. Got it? But he will notice how the Bible lists them separately. So for, again, if, if you have been, if you've been, if you're part of our harvest family in Denver, soon to be Atlanta, and percent time on Atlanta, let's talk about that. If you're in the Atlanta area, we'd love for you to be a part of our launch team. Text HCATL. Can I get a few of y'all to type that on each screen? Text HCATL to 59769 so you can find out more, more about Harvard Search Atlanta, which is coming soon. Um, now, listen, uh, or part of our digital family. Well, our digital family is everywhere. We are literally everywhere across the globe uh, for harvesters that are everywhere. Um, you'll notice when I teach you, I break it down for you because most people... I've never even been taught. These are three separate things, right? Um, and so notice the Bible is specific. God says, I'll forgive your iniquity. I'll forgive your transgression. But notice, he says, I will not clear the guilty. What does this mean? God says, if you set it in motion, it is in motion until somebody stops it. You are literally struggling with stuff your mom and them were supposed to stop. But I need you to just put this on the screen. It stops with me. All right. By no means clearing the guilty, visiting. And I taught you that word visiting. I, I'll go over that in the message. The iniquity of the fathers to the third and fourth generation. I gave you homework. Go watch the message to get the homework. Because the Bible says if you find the thief, if you catch the thief, which means solve the riddle. You got to find where this stuff is at. Then the Bible says that you would get sevenfold, which is restitution. That's Proverbs 6, verses 30 and 31. Um, and so I prophesied to you that if you begin to solve this between now and Wednesday, restitution is, is coming to you. I want to cover that in prayer. Uh, let's go. Father, in Jesus name, we will obey the instruction from your word so we can see restitution in our lives. That means payback from everything we gave up foolishly, from everything that was stolen because of every curse that we did not break. Not just with us, but for every generation before us. We shut it down right now in the name of Jesus. And we declare that starting Wednesday, restitution begins for us. Payback begins for us. We solve the riddle in Jesus' name. Guys, listen, go listen to the message on from Sunday. Um, again, the podcast will be out shortly. You can watch it on Facebook, YouTube, The Harvest Channel. Type your prayer request on the screen. Every prayer request. No request is too big. No request is too small. While you're typing your prayer request, if you're watching me tonight on prayer, and you've never given your life to Jesus, tonight's your night to become a Christian. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful to him, tonight is your night to recommit yourself to him. And thirdly, if you're like, Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God. Tonight's your night to get this right. Everybody's typing your prayer requests in, but if you need to become a Christian tonight, if you need to recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure tonight on the count of three, here's what you're going to do. You're going to do the hand wavy emoji or you're going to say it's me on three. One, two, three. Respond right now. Do the hand wavy emoji or say it's me right now. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Do that hand wavy emoji or say it's me tonight. Tonight, we're not getting off of prayer. We're not getting off of prayer until we see you. I see your hands. Come on. I see your hands already. I see you on the Harvest Church IG. We just added it tonight. I decided to add it so that I'm on every platform we can possibly be on when we go live for prayer. Come on. Do the hand wavy emoji or say, it's me. Do that right now. I am waiting on you. I see your responses. Come on. I see you. I see you. Come on. I see you. I see you. Come on. I see you. Come on. Y'all folks are responding tonight. Come on. People are giving their lives to Jesus tonight on prayer. Isn't that amazing? All right, do the hand wave emoji or say, it's me. I want everybody, I see you, it's me. I see you, come on, come on, tonight's your night. I want everybody to pray this with me. Everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, say, thank you for dying in my place. Say, because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. Say this, y'all, if I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Say this, say thank you for loving me in Jesus' name, amen. Listen, guys, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time and recommitted yourself to the Lord or you're now sure, I need you to do this. Text the word decision to 59769. Can I get a few of you to type that on every platform where there's a chat? Text decision to 59769. When you do that, we're going to shoot you a text right away to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. If you don't live in America and you can't send the text, go to our website and click next steps. Go to harvestchurch.church 
and click next steps. Listen, guys, I'm out of town or out of town. I'm out of time for prayer. I've been down. I'm out of time for prayer tonight. I love you guys. Uh, please stay tuned to our app and website. Um, we're going to the next phase of our gradual reopening here in Denver, and we'll have updates for you for our first pre-launch experience in Atlanta. We've got to tweak that based on some of the changes in Atlanta. We've been waiting so that we can plan accordingly as they're changing things. If you want to sow into prayer tonight, you should bless what blesses you. You should sow into what sows into you. You can do that. You can go to harvestchurch.church forward slash give. You can give on PayPal. It's uh, Harvest Church Give, or the email is hello at harvestchurch.church. Um, Can I get a few? I'll type that. If you want to use the Cash App, it's Bishop Foreman. If you want to send it directly to me, it's a love offering. If you want to send it to the church, you can. Um, it's Harvest Church Give. All right. For those of you who use text to give, you know how to do that. Text the amount to 84321. I got 14 seconds left. I got to go. Love you guys. So into what souls into you. Bless what blesses you. Bishop Moment Instagram. Y'all going to be the first to go tonight. Bam. Harvest Church Instagram. So glad to add y'all tonight. Love you. Make sure that you're so God bless you. Amen. Bam. There we go. And um, there we go. Boom. And then and then to everybody else, I love you guys. I pray that you have an amazing, an amazing, an amazing night. And uh, shalom to you. I'll see you on Wednesday. Love you. Oh, come on now. You know you deserve it. A steak patty on any McDonald's breakfast sandwich. I mean any breakfast sandwich. Biscuit, McMuffin, Bagel, McGriddles, a juicy steak patty on any breakfast sandwich. And when you order through the app, buy one and get one free. Now go get them. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.